Warning, this podcast contains foul language, sexual situations, and discussions of drugs and drinking. Yeah. Welcome to Fuck Shakespeare. All the naughty bits exposed. Our goal is to open your eyes to all the inside info that makes reading Shakespeare way more fun. Any episode might contain dick jokes. Or essay ideas. Or anything in between. So, listen up. I'm Erin. I'm Diana. If you don't know that by now, I don't know what to say. Well, if you don't know that by now, it means you're tuning in for the first time. So yay! Welcome! Welcome! That's wonderful. But you're coming in at a really interesting place. Yeah, you're coming in (laughs) in a bad place. Because we're actually actually in the middle of a scene. (laughs) So maybe you want to go back and pick up a little bit if you're just tuning in now. (laughs) If you're just joining us now. Knew that there has been 1,400 years of history. (laughs) You know, I I tried to attach the uh, family tree to maybe not last week's, the week before's. Yeah, yeah. I tried to make that happen. Well, hopefully it did. I don't know. You can put it on TikTok or, you know, or something also. I haven't done a TikTok in a really long time. So maybe, maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll do a TikTok of the family tree. Family tree. tree. (laughs) Here we are, darling. (laughs) Well, yes, I could do that. But anyway, yes, yes, no, never. Yes, 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 no, No. never. Yes. (laughs) Okay, and then we were going to sing for you because today I... (laughs) Were we? <laughs> well, if we you're said just we tuning in now, up. yes, your Shakespeare. I was studying <laughs> "Kiss Me, Kate" in class today. So, <laughs> if you can't Diane... be a ham and do Hamlet, they will not give a damn or a damlet. <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> that they don't mention Richard Three. Yeah, that pissed me off. <laughs> they mention the Merchant of Venice. They even mention Measure for Measure. Yeah. <laughs> if for something something you would pleasure, let her sample your measure for measure. <laughs> oh if you've never heard that song, you can hear it on Spotify. <laughs> oh, maybe we should attach a version of that to the end of this. <laughs> yes. Or a few lines. Okay. You could like yes. So stay tuned. Aaron will attach a little sampling of the song at the end yes. of the episode. Yes, I will. Okay. Okay. It has zero to do with what we're doing here today. (laughs) Yes, but we like we like to add music to our podcast (laughs) randomly. Why not? You remember Shaft? (laughs) John Shaft. Yeah. (laughs) Fun with editing. Shaftsbury. Shaftsbury. (laughs) (laughs) It's a space. It's a place. Uh, Speaking of places, yes. We're going to be going off to many different places in, not in this episode, but talking about them in this episode. Hmm. And we only have two more episodes of Richard III. Wow. And then Titus Andronicus. Bloody, bloody villainous play. 
Not that you guys are likely to have to do a paper on no. Titus Andronicus, but you might really enjoy it. Diana, the first time she introduced me to that play, she called it like the summer blockbuster of Shakespeare. It is. It's when <laughs> you he know, was the a action young movie. playwright. Yep. <laughs> and he was like, I know what'll get him. Lots of blood and how about rape and let's eat some people in a pie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's gruesome. Yeah. That'll have the people knocking down the doors. <laughs> but it did. It and did. to this day, was, people love Titus. It was very popular. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And there's a reason. There's a reason. It's yeah. gross. And it, people love it. Yep. It's like the Saw movies. They just keep coming back and keep making more of them. <laughs> well, we should do a Titus Andronicus 2. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the sequel. Wait a minute. There's the nobody re- left. The, the revenge of... Wait, who's left? Who's left? Who's, who's left? left? Lucius. <laughs> the revenge of Lucius. Yeah. You can just like wander around Rome looking for someone to kill because there's nobody there. But back to Richard III. Wow, that was way... Alongside oh, tracks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here we four, go. Act scene four. four continued because if you recall last episode, we had to cut that scene in, uh, you know, a bit from the end because it was just so fucking long. Yeah. It was already well over an hour. But then yeah. again, we do a lot of yak, yak, yakking. So. Yes. Case in point. <laughs> so when we last saw our hero, what happened? Ricardius? <laughs> he ascended the throne. He threatened Lord Stanley. He ignored Buckingham, said he was not in the giving vein, and everyone ran away. And then he had a meeting with John Troll. And, and, and he had and, this, supposedly, though we're not convinced, had his nephew off, nephews offed. Right. Right. Uh, subcontracted to um Dighton and uh, Dighton and Forrest. <laughs> Forrest. Dighton yes. and Forrest. Forrest yeah. Gump Who went then... off to kill the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then they wept. And then yes. we went off on Macbeth. And so that's what happened last episode. <laughs> that's what happened. No, and then Elizabeth and Richard had a whole face off. Oh yes. That part. Oh yes. I'm I'm an episode ahead because I'm in the middle of editing the ep okay. So Right. You Okay, so, so that's what happened. So yes. Richard and Elizabeth, Elizabeth and Richard. had their face off. Yeah, and because and Richard, Richard really wants to marry his niece. Ew. Well, yes, <laughs> ew, ew, ew. But he also wants to, uh, you know, he, it's not that he's in love with his niece. He wants to uh, solidify his lineage uh, and keep it with the Yorks because also Richmond is interested in, in young Elizabeth, Elizabeth's daughter, Elizabeth, because again, names. Um, and if Richmond marries Elizabeth, young Elizabeth, and they have babies, then that brings the Lancasters and the Yorks together. Yeah. Finally, Mm -hmm. after this long, long series of wars. So, yeah, that is what's going to happen. But that is what Richard is trying to prevent. Right. He wants to keep it York, 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 York. So we saw that. And just then, and Elizabeth leaves and he says, relentless fool and shallow changing woman. And Mm -hmm. then this series of messengers comes in to update him on the state of the war. 
and you'll hear that. And Richard says to call in my buddies. And one of them is the Duke of Norfolk, who happens to be <laughs> my ancestor. Yes. John Howard. John Howard. Um, he's John Howard, who is my grandfather. And my own great-grandfather was named John Howard as well, right after him. But this John Howard from 14 Gibbity uh was also great-grandfather to Anne Boleyn and to Catherine Howard, who were two of Henry VIII's wives by both of his various lines, you know, his wife's line and his. And therefore, he was great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather to Queen Elizabeth. Why? So this would have, yeah. So mentioning him by name was important in this play. And he led the vanguard at Bosworth, and he died before Richard, and Richard was brought this news, and Richard was said to be very much demoralized by losing him because they were really good friends. So that's a little heads up interesting there. And then you'll hear a lot of places named. Um, Milford is an interesting one because it is at the very western side of Wales. And it's something that uh, a town that's mentioned in Cymbali as well. Imogen mm. is like, where did he go? I'm supposed to meet him at Milford Haven. Oh, how exciting. Oh, tell me all about it. So that's fun that Shakespeare like latches onto this one town and mentions it a few times. Um, Richard keeps saying, let's march to Salisbury, but Salisbury is not at all where he died. So I don't know why he keeps mentioning Salisbury. It is near Stonehenge, where Erin and I are going to go on her birthday. <gasps> on my birthday! On my 60th birthday! We're going to Stonehenge to get witchy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's... Jen, it's, don't make fun of us. Jen, no, don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. It's south and west of London, but... Uh, they end up at Bosworth, which is north and west of London. So I don't know why the mention of Salisbury. It's interesting. Um, and then we'll see Buckingham captured. After Buckingham is mounting a rebellion, we'll hear about that. He's captured, and then he's sent off to the block. And he's another one in a long line of people that goes, gee, I wish I'd listened to Margaret. <laughs> Uh-huh. All of these people going off to the block keep going, gee, Margaret told me that uh, if I did this, I would get, you know, I would die. But again, this goes this goes back to our discussion, not last episode, but the episode before, about prophecies and people who choose to listen to them. Do they listen to the whole thing? Do they listen to what they want to hear? Or, you know, people who ignore prophecies altogether. You know, right? Or in all the plays, interpret yeah. them in certain. You know, somebody interprets them for them in one way, and somebody interprets it another way. It's just like Harry Potter and that whole room full of bubbles. <laughs> 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 and then in the last scene we do today, we're going to meet Richmond. Finally, we hear a lot about him, and finally, we're going to meet him. So we'll see what our first impressions are of that guy. That guy. Pretender, usurper, what? <laughs> Hero in this play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boring. Um, I anyway, <laughs> not to influence you. <laughs> oh yeah, too late. Oh yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> okay. All right. So Elizabeth just exited. Aaron is still playing Richard, and here comes Ratcliffe and Catesby, the rat and the cat. How now? What news? Ratcliffe. My gracious sovereign, on the western coast rideth a 
Okay. Puissant. This word, yes, I know. This word I have always pronounced puissant because that is the French way. But I looked it up and listened to the pronunciation and it's puissant, apparently. Rideth a puissant, puissant? Puissant Navy. Yep. Okay. So so, well, I can a... see why they said it that way because that's kind of how it's spelled. Rideth a puissant, but puissant, it shouldn't be three syllables. Rideth a puissant navy to the shore. Right? Yeah. Sorry, we're having a little textual problem here. <laughs> so, it's not puissant or puissant. Yeah. yeah. Rideth a puissant navy to the shore. Okay. Puissant just means mighty, and in French, it means powerful. Yeah, so that's why I was pronouncing it the French way. Throng many doubtful, hollow-hearted friends, unarmed and unresolved to beat them back. Tis thought that Richmond is their admiral, and there they hull, expecting but the aid of Buckingham to welcome them ashore. So Ratcliffe is giving a report, yeah, and he's saying that there are a bunch of jerks who hollow-hearted. They are not, you know, stout-hearted. They're, not, they're just empty hulls of people. And they're off to join Richmond, where his his uh, navy has pulled up to the southern shore of England. And there they haul. They're drifting there, waiting for Buckingham to join them. Okay? And Richard, some light-foot friend, post to the Duke of Norfolk. Ratcliffe, thyself, or Catesby, where is he? And Catesby, here, my lord. Fly to the Duke. That was to Catesby. Go, run. <laughs> Uh, post thou to Salisbury, where thou comest when... <laughs> post thou to Salisbury, when thou comest thither. Dull, unmindful villain, why standst thou still and ghost not to the Duke? That That's the Kate second Spee. time he's yelled at Catesby, right? He yelled at Catesby, what are you stupid? I said, go tell them my, my queen is dead. Yeah. So Catesby, yeah. Catesby's a little, like, unsure as to, like, how to obey his commands right away. But in this case, he said, go to the Duke of Norfolk. He didn't tell him what to tell him or do. So that's what Catesby's asking him. First, mighty sovereign, let me know your mind. What from your grace I shall deliver to him? Oh, true, good Catesby. Bid him levy straight the greatest strength and power he can make and meet me presently at Salisbury. Catesby, I go. And off he goes. And then Ratcliffe, what is your highness' pleasure I shall do at Salisbury? Why, what wouldst thou do there before I go? Your highness told me I should post before. Oh, my mind is changed, sir. My mind is changed. Yeah, so these are two <laughs> sort of short exchanges to show how Richard is getting a little bit overwhelmed and a little, like, Yikes about all of these things that are going on, all of his machinations that he's making. And here, many more things for him to attend to are about to come in. So, here so he's, he's, he's throwing his juggling balls in the air and he's trying to keep track of them all. But there are 19 now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. Too it's much lot. going on. Yeah. And here comes Stanley. How now? What news with you, Stanley? None good. My, I'm Stanley, right? Yes. Yeah. What? Uh, None good, my lord, to please you with the hearing, nor none so bad, but it may well be told. 
hoy day? What's hoy day? Yeah, it, it's an exclamation of impatience. Like, what the fuck? A riddle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and Richard, hoy day, a riddle? Neither good nor bad? Why dost thou run so many mile about when thou mayest tell the tale a nearer way? Get to it, you fucker. Yeah. Once more, what news? And Stanley, Richmond is on the seas. And Richard, let the, the, Richard, oh my God. Richard, there let him sink and be the seas on him. White-livered runagate, what doth he there? I just want to stop you at this word because runagate, it's spelled, right? We know the word renegade, yeah? Yeah. So that's what it go- is going to evolve into this word. But it starts as run a gate, which means fugitive. Yeah. But I love mm. run a gate. He's running out of the gate. He's yeah. running away. I love that. And white livered. White livered. The liver is supposed to be red. It's supposed to be, you've seen it. It's like dark and brown red, full of blood. And so if it's white, it's empty of the blood, which should give him courage. The okay. liver was the seat of courage. And Stanley, I know not, mighty sovereign, but by guess. Richard, well, as you guess, Stanley, stirred up by Dorset, Buckingham, and Morton, he makes for England here to claim the crown. Richard, is the chair empty? Is the sword unswayed? Is the king dead? The empire unpossessed? What heir of York is there alive but we? And who is England's king but great York's heir? And tell me, what doth he upon the sea? Stanley, unless for that, my liege, I cannot guess. Richard, unless for that he comes to be your liege, you cannot guess wherefore the Welshman comes? Thou wilt revolt and fly to him, I fear. Stanley, no, my good lord, therefore mistrust me not. Now, Stanley has got to be terrified at this point. Yeah. Richard's already just... threatened it off with his head, you know? Yeah, and he's just barely trying to keep calm so that no, you know, blows glance his way. Yeah. Uh, Richard, where is thy power then to beat him back? Where are thy tenants and their thy followers? Are they not now upon the western shore? safe conducting the rebels from their ships? Stanley, no, my good lord, my friends are in the north. So he's accusing him of of aiding and abetting, right? Right, and then, or on the other side, not bringing his army to join Richard's army. But yet right. Richard hasn't called up the armies yet. And that's right. what he's Stanley's about to tell him. Right, and Stanley... Uh, Oh, no, 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 my good Lord, my friends are in the north. And Richard, cold friends to me, what do they in the north when they should serve their sovereign in the west? Stanley, they have not been commanded, mighty king. Please it, your majesty, to give me leave. I'll muster up, my friends, and meet your grace where and what time your majesty shall please. Richard, I, I... Thou wouldst be gone to join with Richmond, but I'll not trust thee. Stanley, most mighty sovereign, you have no cause to hold my friendship doubtful. 
I never was, nor never will be, false. Richard, go then, muster men, but leave behind your son, George Stanley. Look, your heart be firm, or else his head's assurance is but frail. Stanley, so deal with him as I prove true to you. Yeah, there's a threat. Leave me your kid so that if you betray me, I can cut off his head. Right. So we've got a, uh, not a ransom. Blackmail? No. He's holding him. Well, he's sort of holding him for ransom. You've got to do this thing. Have your armies join my army. Or else, Gonzers. Off with his head. Your heir. So here comes a messenger. I just had, yeah, you should do all the messengers because I just had a really long (laughs) conversation with myself. All right, here comes a messenger. My gracious sovereign, now in Devonshire, as I, by friends, am well advertised, Sir Edward Courtenay and the haughty prelate, Bishop of Exeter, his elder brother, with many more confederates, are in arms. So apparently Shakespeare is conflating two of Richard's attempts to land in England and overthrow Richmond. Richmond. Richmond, sorry. Two of Richmond's attempts. So these two different people came at different times, but that's okay. Um, Shakespeare is like, I can't be bothered to go Richmond part one and Richmond part two. So here we go. (laughs) It's all coming together. Okay. And here comes another messenger, second messenger. My liege, in Kent, the Guilfords are in arms, and every hour more competitors flock to their aid, and still their power increaseth. Competitors is just associates. And here comes another messenger. My lord, the army of the Duke of Buckingham... Out on you owls! Nothing but songs of death. Take that until you bring me better news. So he smacks him, obviously. And yeah. owls are harbingers of death, right? So he's hearing this, loo, 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 people coming in from all different sides. And it just feels like death coming at him. So he's got to stop them from talking. But the third messenger is like, the news I have to tell your majesty is that by sudden floods and fall of waters, Buckingham's army is dispersed and scattered. And he himself wandered away alone. No man knows with her. I cry thee mercy. There's my purse to cure that blow of thine. Here, let me give you money. I'm sorry I hit you. Sorry. Get your tooth pulled that I just broke. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hath any well-advised friend proclaimed reward to him that brings the traitor in? Such proclamation hath been made, my liege. So who has any uh, anybody that's on my side uh, offered a reward for, for Buckingham? Yeah. To bring him to me. Yep. And Messenger is like, yep. Yep. Don't worry. We're already, we're already on it because we knew that's what you'd say. <laughs> and here comes a fourth messenger. Sir Thomas Lovell and Lord Marquis Dorset, tis said my liege in Yorkshire are in arms. But this good comfort bring I to your grace. The Breton Navy is dispersed by tempest. Richmond in Dorsetshire sent out a boat unto the shore to ask those on the banks if they were his assistants, yea or no. Who answered him, they came from Buckingham upon his party. He, mistrusting them, hoist sail and made his course again for Britain. So, first of all, we have Lovell, who was a confederate of Richard's, and now mm-hmm. he's run away to the Marquis Dorset. Do you remember him? Mm-hmm. He was Elizabeth's son. Who, who ran so, away. Who ran away, and now he's leading a, um, a battalion along with Lovell. They're together in Yorkshire. Yorkshire is in the north. That's interesting. So it's in the northeast. So they're landing. They must be landing up at the top 
over there. So they're all coming at Richard from different sides. Um, the Breton Navy, so that's uh, Bretagne, that's in France, okay, is dispersed by tempest. So, so Richmond's part of Richmond's Navy has been blown away. And then Richmond sent a boat ashore trying to land in the south, south of Salisbury. And he tried to test like the people who were standing there to see if they were his followers, they were if they were loyal to him or what. But he didn't actually trust them, so he sailed on. Set made his course for Britain. He doesn't mean Britain, he means Brittany. And Richard March on, march on, since we are up in arms, if not to fight with foreign enemies, yet to beat down these rebels here at home. And here comes Catesby back. My liege, the Duke of Buckingham is taken. That is the best news. That the Earl of Richmond is, with a mighty power landed at Milford, is colder tidings, yet they must be told. Away towards Salisbury. While we reason here, a royal battle might be won and lost. Someone take order Buckingham be brought to Salisbury. The rest march on with me. Yeah. So Milford. So between the time that Catesby left and came back, Richmond sailed all the way around the side of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of England and came in at Wales. Okay. And landed. Yes. Yeah. All right. Act 4, scene 5. At, it says Lord Darby's house. Darby is Stanley. They're the same person. So in case you get confused, this is Lord Stanley, Earl of Darby. And then he's meeting with Sir Christopher Uswick, who's a, yet another random priest. If you remember oh, way back to uh, Act 3, and Hastings was talking to some random priest. Random priest on the street, just, right? Yeah. yeah. Right before a, he got exed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the priests can come and go without being questioned, mostly. So to use a priest as a messenger is probably a good plan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it's interesting, though, that he's now listed as Darby instead of Stanley. Is it because of where he is? Maybe. Because he's home? Yeah. And not at not at court? I guess so. Yeah. Huh. All right. Confusing. So, what? Confusing. Sir Chris- yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Sir Christopher, tell Richmond this from me, that in the sty of this most bloody boar, my son George Stanley is franked up in hold. If I revolt, off goes young George's head. The fear of that withholds my present aid. So get thee gone, commend me to thy lord. With all say that the queen hath heartily consented, he should espouse Elizabeth, her daughter. But tell me, where is princely Richmond now? Okay, so Elizabeth, remember the last we saw her, she was like, yeah, I'll go talk to Elizabeth for you, Richard. Hmm. But then she sent a letter to Richmond and said, if you want to cement our alliance, you marry my daughter. And Richmond was like, yep, great, that's what I want to do. Yep. Okay. So Sir Christopher uh, asked where Richmond is. At Pembroke or Hartford West in Wales. What men of name resort to him? So Stanley wants to know what noblemen and their armies have rallied to join Richmond. And Christopher is going to go through a list of names, most of whom you don't need to worry about. 
Sir Walter Herbert, a renowned soldier, Sir Gilbert Talbot, Sir William Stanley, Oxford, redoubted Pembroke, Sir James Blunt, and Rice Ap Thomas, with a valiant crew. I have no idea, and I couldn't find a note on Rice Ap Thomas. No idea. Um, huh. Redoubted means dreaded, and so dreaded Pembroke was actually Jasper Tudor. Jasper Tudor was Richmond's uncle, and in some stories, was also the lover of Richmond's mother, Margaret Beaufort. So if you watch oh, The White right. Queen. Well, yes, yeah. I was going to say, in The White Queen, we, we saw that Definitely, relationship. you know, made out to be lovers. But he yeah. was very instrumental in getting Richard onto the throne. I'm Richmond. So do you, do you think this list is put in here to blow smoke up the ass cushions asses who would be related to these people of course yeah okay. and to show the legitimacy of this claim because he's supported by all of these important people because there is some question there always has been some question as to really how close in the lancaster line richmond really was right yeah, he's very it's a very twisted line that connects him to the lancasters so to bolster up his image there's all these important people yeah. And many other of great name and worth, and towards London they do bend their course, if by the way they be not fought withal. Well, hie thee to thy lord. I kiss his hand. These letters will resolve him of my mind. Farewell. Okay. So Stanley secretly supports Richmond, but he can't openly. All right. And finally, we are on Act 5. And we're going to see Buckingham. He's the first thing. First, it's his first and last day <laughs> in Act 5. Um, okay, Buckingham. Will not King Richard let me speak with him? No, my good lord. Therefore, be patient. That was the sheriff, by the way. R random sheriff. Yeah. Hastings and Edward's children, Gray and Rivers, Holy King Harry and thy fair son Edward, Vaughn and all that have miscarried by underhand corrupted foul injustice, if that your moody, discontented souls do through the clouds behold this present hour, even for revenge mock my destruction. This is All Souls Day, fellow, is it not? It is, my lord. And All Souls Day was November 2nd? Why then All Souls Day is my body's doomsday? This is the day which, in King Edward's time, I wished might fall on me when I was found false to his children or his wife's allies. This is the day wherein I wished to fall by the false faith of him whom most I trusted. This, this All Souls Day to my fearful soul, is the determined respite of my wrongs. That high all-seer which I dallied with, hath turned my feigned prayer on my head, and given in earnest what I begged in jest. Thus doth he force the swords of wicked men to turn their own points in their master's bosoms. Yeah, so he's like remembering the time that he said in front of King Edward, if I ever betray your wife or your children, let me be killed by the person who I trust the most. That's what he and said. also I love, I love... That high all-seer which I dallied with has hath turned my feigned prayer on my head. In other words, I pretended to be 
I pretended to be devout. Yeah. Making I a played, vow. I made a vow. I, I, you know, but because I pretended he's turned in it, front of God, the all seer. Yeah. That's a yep. great way to write that. Yep. Yep. So he gave me, he took me seriously and he gave yep. me what I begged for. And I yep. was just kidding. Now he's remembering Margaret. Now Margaret's curse falls heavy on my neck. When he, quoth she, shall split thy heart with sorrow, remember Margaret was a prophetess. Come, lead me, officers, to the block of shame. Wrong hath but wrong, and blame the due of blame. So I earned this. He's very clear that this is his just punishment, yeah? Mm-hmm. Act 5, scene 2, the camp near Tamworth. And I'm going to be the hero Richmond. Richmond. And then Viral Oxford and young man. Blunt. <laughs> I want, didn't always... I play Blunt? Uh, yeah, did you? <laughs> yes, yeah. I did. Whenever it comes to this point in the script, the kids are like, I want to play Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> Oxford, Blunt, Herbert, and others with drum and colors. All right, here we go. Fellows in arms and my most loving friends, bruised underneath the yoke of tyranny, thus far into the bowels of the land have we marched on without impediment. And here receive we from our father Stanley lines of fair comfort and encouragement, the wretched, bloody, and usurping boar that spoiled your summer fields and fruitful vines, swills your warm blood like wash and makes his trough in your emboweled bosoms. This foul swine is now even in the center of this isle, near to the town of Leicester. Leicester? Leicester. Leicester. Near to the town of Leicester, as we learn. Great. Want to do that much? Yeah. Yeah, so we have bowels, we have emboweled bosoms, we have these incredible images of digestion, of animal hunger. So we're going back to those images of Richard as an animal, as a beast, and especially certainly as a boar, because that was his sigil, his, you know, representative image. Yeah, so we've marched into the bowels of the land, this awful land. It's similar to what we get at the end of Macbeth, where Malcolm is talking about coming in on the land of the tyrant and how disgusting it is. So and that's another, That's another. Um, we talked about a comparison of Macbeth and Richard III as a great long thesis idea. Yeah. You can Definitely. add this piece in too. Yeah. Um, and he says, from our father, Stanley. So if you rem- didn't remember or, or forgot, um, he is Stanley's son-in-law. Stepson. 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 Sorry. Yes. Stepson by Stanley's second wife, Ma- Margaret Beaufort. Um, and the wretched, bloody, right? Spoiled your summer fields and fruitful vines. So we have all of this metaphor for it, the fruits of your labors, the things that you planted and were hoping would grow and bring you fruit. Houses, children, all of those things have been spoiled by this man, this king who has overtaken everything. Mm -hmm. This image swills your warm blood. He just like, you know, he's like churning it in his mouth like something delicious. Yeah. Like you do with a fine wine. Yeah. Mm, You know, tasting it. Yeah. Yeah. 
you've got uh, this makes its trough, right? All these images, this animal images. And then we have the town of Leicester, which is the town where his bones were dug up in the car park. Oh, right. Yeah. So which is probably why, you know, Philippa Langley thought she should look there because it's mentioned. <laughs> ah. uh, Richmond. From Tamworth, thither is but one day's march. In God's name, cheerily on, courageous friends, to reap the harvest of perpetual peace by this one bloody trial of sharp war. Nice antithesis. antithesis. Yeah, beautiful. Peace and war at the end there. To have peace, we have to have war sometimes. That's what he's saying, yeah? And perpetual peace, yeah. one trial. Of one war. bit of war. Yeah. yeah. Oxford. Every man's conscience is a thousand swords to fight against that bloody homicide. And Herbert. I doubt not, but his friends will fly to us. And Blunt. He hath no friends, but who are friends for fear, which in his greatest need will shrink from him. So he doesn't All... really have friends, right? He right. just has people they're who just are afraid pretending of him. to be friends, and they will run away when they're when he needs them the most. Right. And Richmond, all for our vantage. Then in God's name, march. True hope is swift and flies with swallows' wings. Kings, it makes gods and meaner creatures kings. Nice, nice rhyme there. Um, so, you know, hope is the thing that makes kings out of lowly men. And mm -hmm. that is what he is. He's not quite king material, but <laughs> yeah. Well, by, by, by um, genetics, he's not quite king material. But yeah. as, as Shakespeare would have us believe, he is kingly. Yeah. Yeah. So what's our first impression of him? I mean, he speaks well, but he, but all of these you know, sort of vile, this vile imagery is really interesting. Is It it almost feels a little like jealousy. I don't know. Huh. What does it feel like to you? That he has to really smush down. I, I think it's Richard. how he feels. I think, yeah. I think he's, yeah, I think it's how he feels. He feels, I mean, okay, deep yes. Disgust. On the one hand, he feels deep disgust for the usurper. Yeah. He feels deep disgust for what Richard has done. And yet, he himself is a usurper. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's battle talk, you know. I feel like yeah. it's you want to you want to bring up blood and guts to get your soldiers wound up and ready. Yeah. And really really show them what a horrible horrible foe they're facing. Yeah, like banging but the it drum. Really you know? feels extreme in some ways, you know. Yeah, because I mean, besides, but for the kids, the the killing of the kids, which nobody knows for sure, not even in the play, right? They sort hmm. of say, and they're not sure. But otherwise, things like killing Clarence and Hastings, those were those were Machiavellian, you know, prescribed steps when a person is going to be king. Right. So. <laughs> You know. Yes. Yeah. Many rulers did that. Elizabeth killed a fuck ton of people when she first got to the Her throne. Her cousin. Yeah. 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 A lot. So, yeah. That's how Machiavelli said to get the throne and secure the throne, right? Right. 
get rid of all of the pretenders to the throne. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So interesting. Yeah. But I mean, we only get this one little scene to kind of meet him at first and it's full of, it's full of gross. <laughs> well, but he also, I mean, what has his rearing been? He hasn't been reared in a court. Yeah, that's true. Oh, interesting point. Yeah. He's been on the run all the time. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, maybe this is his worldview. Yeah. And also if he's been in contact with his mother, I mean, this is her worldview. Right? Wow. She is brutal. She's yeah. she, Margaret Beaufort is brutal. Yeah. And has been his whole life. Right. And right? constantly urging his right to the throne. Constantly, constantly, constantly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So here he is, you know, ready to claim his own. And this fucker has been stealing from me all this time. Yeah. Yeah. At the Battle of Tewkesbury, it should have been me. Yeah. So a lot of, you know, growling resentment in some ways, you know. But he's always played as the, like, dun da 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 conquering hero, you know? Yes. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see him be a little bit more fleshed out in Gritty. terms of his, yeah, in terms of his yeah. motivations. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're playing Richmond, look into him a little more and make him more of a 3D than 2D. That's but, all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that. That. All righty. Next up. Ghosts. Oob. Oob. <laughs> yes. Maybe one day we should do the complete works of Shakespeare abridged. <laughs> oh my god. Oh well, my we should god. do. We should do it with a full. We should do it not just you and me. With three people. Cast. We should do yeah. it with three people. That would be so funny. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we can talk Noah into it. <laughs> can we add a third on on uh, Riverside? Riverside, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's Remember, we did Cole. We did interviews with Cole when I was in Italy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we do it. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Okay, you have that to look forward to. Yes. Yes. So I'm Diana. I'm Aaron. And a bit more of Richard to come. Ciao, ciao. Ta-ta. Just claim a few lines from Adela. And don't think you're a hell of a fella. If your blood won't respond when you flatter up, tell her what Tony told Cleopatra. If she fights when her clothes you are mussing, what a close my you do about nothing. If you can't be a hammer, do hamlet. They will not give a damn or a damlet. Just recite an occasional sonnet, and you'll apple have honey upon it. If your baby is waiting for pleasure, let us sample your measure for measure. For additional fun shit from Fuck Shakespeare, you can head to our website at fckshakespeare.com or find us on Instagram at fckshakespeare. If you are enjoying this podcast, you could support us for as little as 99 cents per month. Just click the support button on the page on Spotify or Anchor. Tell your friends. <laughs>